0: It's the PaddleBoo Podcast. Dedicated to high-performance stand-up paddle surfing. Our mission is to debrief the visionaries, innovators, and athletes leading the charge to define paddle-enhanced surfing.
1: And here's your host, Eric Antonson. All right, this week on the Paddle PaddleBoo Podcast, we have Fisher Grant. Fisher, thank you very much for being here. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Eric.
1: Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, for folks who don't know who you are, why don't you give a little bit of bio information, where you're from, when you started surfing, when you started stand-up, and then go into competition a little bit.
0: Okay, well, I'm Fisher Grant. I was born and raised in Winter Park, Florida, small little town about an hour away from the ocean. And uh, I started surfing when I was around the age of six and kind of progressed into the longboard, and then eventually into the stand-up paddleboard when I was around 15, and uh, just been going at it since then.
1: When did you start competing?
0: Um, I started competing when I was around 10, did the local ESAs and NSSAs, and then worked my way up in the you know, district ranks and then tried to give it a shot at nationals, and didn't do too well in that, but I still progressed you know uh, progressed.
1: And you've traveled? You've traveled pretty extensively with your competition now. Uh, wh- where all have you been in the last few years? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I've been going back and forth to California a lot lately, but um, internationally, I've been to um, Mexico for a couple of surf trips and contests, and Nicaragua, like all the Central American beach breaks and all that, and um, recently I went to France and Morocco for the stand-up world tour. And that was, that was some of the best trips I've been on so far.
1: Nice, the Morocco event looked incredible. Did you get some of those bombs that were coming through?
0: Yeah, those were some of the craziest waves I've surfed. Just like, I don't know, 15 foot walls and no wind at all. Wow. Just Sheet glass.
1: And it looked like the rides were like 200, 300
0: meters. Yeah, every, there's like every corner you go around, there's just another perfect point break with no one out.
1: And rights in Costa Rica. Here we have all lefts. It seems like So for Matapalo. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Good for me because I'm regular foot. Yeah. No, I can tell. I, I'm looking at the photo right now of you on uh, Skype, and that is. I guess it's. You said it's from two weekends ago or last weekend at the at the contest out in California.
0: Yeah, that was at, uh, for the USA National Championships, and that was in uh, Cardiff. And fun little beach break that we got to surf. Nice, and you won that. Yep, I won the. 18 plus division
1: I guess you would call that nice is that like the open division
0: yeah all ages and it was fun
1: congratulations and you didn't just do the sup out there you did longboard as well correct longboard and shortboard longboard and shortboard. I
0: tried to go for all three finals but I just got edged out by like four hundredths of a point in the shortboard Uh uh-huh and uh miss miss surfing lowers with uh three other guys out in the final that would have been kind of me out but it's all good
1: Yeah So uh, that's something I really want to take a lot of time to talk about today uh, with you is you are a cr- cross-athlete with incredible skills in shortboard, longboard and stand-up. And I'd like to explore how you see the three sports, what you see as the differences between the three, uh, what you like about each one, and how they help each other, how they change the way that you see the waves. Um, I don't know how we start that conversation, mm-hmm. but I mean, how do you how do you approach a wave on a stand up versus a longboard versus a shortboard?
0: Well, um, I don't know. it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. You know, the waves are, you know, Victor at sea and all choppy. I like to take out a shortboard just because I can fit in little tight spaces and you know catch a lot of waves. Whereas if it's you know small, clean, offshore and glassy, of course I'm going to take my longboard out and. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. If I want to get all snappy or if I just want to cruise and cross step.
1: How would you define surfing on a shortboard? How would you mm-hmm. define surfing on a longboard? And how would you define surfing on a stand up? Like, what are the key elements and areas of focus when you're riding uh, a longboard? Where's your mindset? Well, I
0: feel like on a longboard, you can express your style a lot more. It's really all about style on a longboard or a shortboard. You're trying to be as critical as you can, and you know, fit a lot of moves in one wave.
1: Now, where does a f- stand-up fit?
0: I feel like stand-up isn't a, a nice, perfect medium because you can have the flow as you would on a longboard because you can get into waves earlier and trims a little bit better than a average shortboard. But then you can, you know, snap it just as hard as you could on a shortboard.
1: Do you believe that? Do you believe that you can snap a longboard? You can hit the lip just as hard on a, on a stand-up as you can on a shortboard?
0: Yeah, I feel like I can, you know, push a lot harder on a stand-up than a shortboard on, you know, a, a smaller, you know, a flatter section because you have that
1: paddle to brace on and you know, you can just put a lot more power into it. I agree with that and so, so let me take a step back here. It was probably a year and a half ago when I, re- I I liked stand up from the beginning. I liked the challenge of it. I liked the difficulty in just being out in the ocean again. It's like you're a beginner, but you're doing the same sport, but it's, it's all new. Yeah. And, and I really enjoyed that. But then what made me absolutely fall in love with the sport was when I realized that it's the perfect marriage between style and flow and absolute power. And you can go mm-hmm. from, and it's kind of funny, I, I, I call it disco butter, right? It's like... It's just this super buttery smoothness, and then all of a sudden you can get as powerful and funky as you want to, and then you can go right back to being smooth. And I think that some people yeah. don't see that on a stand-up and, and they don't smooth out that middle part. And Colin and I talk about this a little bit, because he is the epitome of that smooth mm-hmm. in between the big power hacks. Um, and it's cool that, and that's really what I wanted to talk to you about today, was to get your insight because you're doing all three at an incredible level to hear your take on that. It sounds like it's very similar.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I just like the feel of,
1: you know... And then, Do you think that there are lessons <clears throat> from stand-up that then apply to shortboarding that make you a better shortboarder?
0: For sure. I mean, um, you're able to ride more waves on the stand-up. Uh huh. So, you know, I guess you was know,
1: kind of a hard one. Yeah. The... What about lessons from longboard that apply to stand-up?
0: Yeah, I mean, a longboard has helped me, you know, in um, able to reading the waves a lot better, you know, finding your flow and your trim and um, putting that into stand-up. It's helped a lot, you know, just enable to reading the waves and, I don't know, finding, you know, having a better flow with the wave rather than, I don't know, putting some maneuvers in at random times, I
1: guess. Gotcha. Do you think it's an advantage to do all three? For sure. You are,
0: you know, you're out there a lot more than you would be if you're just going to ride a shortboard every single day. You're able to, you know, ride all sorts of conditions and have fun with it.
1: Yeah, that's where I land too is that um, I predominantly surf a stand up now, probably 80, 70 or 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. But if it's a day for shortboarding, you know, I'm shortboarding or I don't ride a longboard so much. I guess my longboarding is I have a bunch of old school retro boards, retro 20s and single Mm -hmm. fins and stuff like that. So on days that you'd probably longboard, I'd probably take out one of those. Yeah. Uh, I like those funky boards. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. Um, Stand-up is that marriage between style and power. How do you see the paddle playing in? What's the paddle's part? Should it be a part of what you're doing? It should be visible. Should it be something that is only used when necessary? How do you how do you think about the paddle while you're surfing?
0: I just think of it as like, you know, an extension of my arm. You know, it allows me to bottom turn in flatter sections and you know, gets me, you know, past those flat sections and, you know, it allows me to lay into it just as hard as
1: I would on, you know, on a shortboard. Gotcha. Do you do you like like Uh, I don't know a better way to say it. Colin calls them paddle tricks where Mm -hmm. people are, you know, showing off moving the paddle back and forth. Do you think about that when you're surfing or are you just trying to ride a wave as best as possible?
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to ride, you know, a wave as smooth as I can. And I like, you know, sometimes on a flatter section when I'm trying to do like a a roundhouse, I like to, you know, switch my paddle to my left side and brace on it. Right. That feels good to get a, you know, smooth paddle transfer in. But most of the time I have it on my, you know, toe side and allows me, you know, get a steeper bottom turn in.
1: Mm -hmm. And then all that power off the lip, get to pull through the turn. Yeah. What about backside? How do you surf? How how do you think about the paddle backside surfing? That's something I'm starting to change around a little bit. I had to surf two back-to-back contests here, basically point break lefts. And so I spent a lot of time focused on backside surfing. And I hate surfing backside. Like, especially I live right on a right-hand point break. Um, mm-hmm. on a shortboard I almost only like to go right and then stand up it's probably 10 times more but then I had to focus on it and so I've been trying all this new stuff and it's been fun I've actually enjoy surfing backside right now on a stand up more than I ever have H- how do you approach surfing backside on a stand up especially related to paddle
0: on well, my backside I really like I like to plant on you know my inside and you know really emphasize the bottom turn Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always like to have that paddle planted. It just allows me, you know, just to,
1: uh Yeah, I find that that gives you so much momentum coming off the bottom. You can hit that lip a lot mm-hmm. a lot steeper. Yeah, and then, you know, with uh, roundhouses and all that, I like to switch it up and then
0: just, you know, it's super fun just to do like a long drawn-out turn and then come back and hit the lip and then use that paddle to push yourself back in.
1: Yep. Yeah. No, that's super fun. Like sliding the tail off the lip after the roundhouse. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really cool. Um, I was just watching some videos of you before, uh, this morning and this hurricane Sandy video that goes back a couple of years and, um, yeah, but there was some really good backside surfing even in that video, a couple years old.
0: Yeah. That was, that's when I first got into, you know, that was like my first board that I got that was under eight foot. And, um, it was that was a fun swell that we had. And I was still trying to get you know used to the paddle bracing on all that. I had a, probably a paddle that was a foot taller than my head.
1: Yep, yeah, that was a pretty big paddle. What do you ride now for paddles?
0: Um, I, I use a 27 North paddle. It's a carbon Kevlar. It's uh, pretty stiff. It's stiffer than your average carbon um, paddle, but I love it because you know I can trust in it. I don't really need to bring one paddle to a contest because I know it's not going to break on me. Knocking on wood right now, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah i I try to keep it around like um, the height of my where my forehead is okay I don't want it too short because then you feel like you're you know slunched over too much when you're just paddling.
1: yep, yep. I've found that for my really low leader boards, I'm liking mm-hmm. the smaller bladed Nash le with a lot of flex in it for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then, as I go up a little bit in volume for like bigger days, I'm riding that big bladed Hobie paddle with zero flex in it whatsoever. Yeah, engage um, you in those you know smaller waves. Yeah, well, actually, I ride the bigger uh, boards most of the time on the reef when it's pretty pretty big surf. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, I have a lot of confidence like paddling over the ledge on the on that thing. Um, what about uh, so you're riding 27 North, cutting them at your forehead. How tall mm-hmm. are you? How much do you weigh?
0: Um, I'm say I'm around like 5'10 and um, probably weigh around 155.
1: Do you know how many liters you're riding on your
0: boards? It's probably around uh, 65 or 70. Okay, so that's pretty equal.
1: Yeah, it's pretty equal. So you're underwater when you paddle. Yeah, I'm about to my knees if I'm not, you know, I'm just sitting there waiting for a wave. How do you, when you sit and wait for a wave, do you kind of crouch down?
0: Yeah, I tend to crouch down and just have my lower center, gra- center of gravity to the board, uh-huh. just more stable that way.
1: Do you, you keep your tail up when you do that?
0: Yeah, kind yeah. of. Um, you know, it gives you that extra little bit of stability.
1: Yep. Yeah, I've just started doing that a bunch, and I'm finding that the tail high helps. Mm-hmm. Although, when you're tail high and you want to pop up quick, sometimes it's it's hard.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like doing a duck dive
1: with yeah. your feet. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. I haven't thought about it like that before. That might help. (laughs) I'm actually just doing this podcast. I don't know if anyone's figured this out yet. I'm actually just doing this podcast to talk to the people who are best at the sport so I can get better. (laughs) That's my secret and that's true. Uh, but other people seem to be enjoying it too. Uh, what about fin setups? What do you like to ride?
0: Um, I'm usually riding a thruster just, you know, it's good for all around and, um, i was on fcs and those worked pretty good and you know the smaller surf but then i recently got a pair of futures and those are just they feel like they're much more responsive yeah um and uh well after saying this
1: future should pick you up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i love them they look good and they ride good so i'll put that in the show notes for you maybe you'll get, <laughs> maybe someone will see that um, what fins are you using? Do you use Do you use all three future fins? Then you don't have a slider, like a longboard box. I think that with your longboard background, if anyone would have that, you would.
0: No, I just like to use you know regular shortboard fins in my subs. Okay. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I just I use the the black sticks. Yeah, th- those are the best. Um, those are good, you know, for all around conditions.
1: have yep. Most. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. I actually rode one of my boards as a quad today, and it just felt like it was like sliding. It, was, mm-hmm. I, it felt good and then didn't look so good <laughs> <laughs> um all right let's dive into something else let's talk about your future you're 18 years old right now you're mm-hmm. and so folks who don't know you're also an artist and I think that's pretty cool I was spending some time looking at your artwork um, mm-hmm. why don't you talk about that for a little bit it seems like something you're passionate about
0: well I like to work with you know I've been working with wood lately you know I'm I know if you guys know what uh, a hand plane is. Yep. Yeah, I've been making those lately, you know, just find some scrap wood in my garage and putting a sander to it and then adding my own little touch to it.
1: And for folks who wanna check this out, I'll have it in the show notes. You can go to fishergrant.com, F-I-S-H-E-R-G-R-A-N-T.com. And if you go to the art section of the site, Uh, He's got pictures of the hand planes, which look money. I might order one from you That's cool. Those are awesome.
0: Um, Yeah, and then a couple of those paintings that I did were a little while back. I haven't been painting as much as I used to, but I gonna kind of get into, you know, playing guitar more. It's kind of a little different art form.
1: Acoustic or electric? Both. Both?
0: Yeah, um, just keeps me busy and keeps me distracted,
1: I guess. So checking out your website right now, are you also your own webmaster?
0: Um, my dad helps me a lot with it, um, but I, I try to put as much, you know, um, I guess you call it, uh, try to put as much stuff as it, I can into it. But my dad is kind of my personal agent, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, he helps me out a lot with that stuff.
1: That's awesome. what did you like do for I'm, for Father's you know, Day yesterday?
0: We went out on the boat, you know, in the chain of lakes here in Winter Park and we did a little bit of scurfing and uh, fishing and stuff. It was fun.
1: Awesome. Okay, so you're an artist, you're a surfer. Um, Did you just finish high school? Yeah, just graduated. What are your plans for next year? Um,
0: I mean, trying to continue what I'm doing right now, get it while I'm young, and uh, I don't know, continue to improve on my surfing.
1: So full-time on the contest scene next year? Yeah, I'm gonna try to, for sure epic And so that's the stand up world tour that you'll focus on yeah right, you're eighteen years old your are uh, results are incredible. just one out in California last weekend you know if it's if it's surfing, that's a hundred percent career path but in stand up paddle surfing it's a little bit different because a little bit different because the sport is so much newer how do you, How do you approach setting your career um in stand up right now? How are you looking at that? Have you given it much thought?
0: Not really you know. I try to just do it day by day and, I don't know, just have fun at it. And if it doesn't work out, then
1: I don't know. Are you going to spend a majority of time in stand-up over the next couple of years? Or are you going to continue to do uh, all, of, all of surfing? To, to I'd love to down?
0: do, you know, all of it. But the stand-up's, you know, doing pretty good for me right now. And the longboard tour is kind of slow. So um, just trying to have fun at it all. And um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's amazing. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I do think the sport's going to grow. I mean, if you look at just what happened, what just happened here this weekend at the Payette River Games, $50,000 prize, but that's pretty incredible. Yeah, that that was
0: a fun looking event. I wish I would have gone.
1: And it looks like surfers did very well out there. Yeah, they definitely had the advantage, I think. Why do you think that they had the advantage over the guys who play in the river all the time?
0: Um, I don't know. Cause they're constantly on these tiny boards and they're always having to have their balance on point And I don't know. They have that wave ability as well, climbing over white water and all that stuff.
1: But I'm able to read the water a little bit better. And so Mo won that. And I think Zane got third. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, Hawaii, too. (laughs) Yeah. Go Hawaii. So what do you think the most difficult of the three sports shortboard, longboard, and stand-up is? And why?
0: I definitely have to say uh, stand-up just because the size of the the boards that we're riding right now are just crazy small and we're constantly having to balance. Whereas, you know, in a longboard or shortboard, all you got to do is sit down in the water and you can duck dive and... I don't know you can. Do you think like, it a lot more energy? Do you think it's harder way. to catch
1: waves on a stand-up too?
0: Um, I guess on smaller waves it's a lot easier than you know a short board, but on, on a bigger wave, I don't know. It's probably harder on a short board, I'd say, because you don't have as you know you're already standing
1: up on a stand-up paddle board, so you can pop up a lot earlier. I mean, you're already up. Yeah, I think it's so much harder to be in the right spot on a shortboard. I think that's the big advantage. Everybody thinks that stand-up paddleboard you have an advantage in actually paddling. I think that I don't paddle a stand-up paddleboard much faster than I paddle a shortboard, but Mm -hmm. I can see where a wave's going to be. Yeah. And and that informational advantage allows you to be in the right spot. It gives you, what, 30 or 40 seconds more heads-up time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that surfers, shortboarders who have never really experimented past shortboarding understand how hard it is to stand on a little stand up
0: I don't think they do I don't know, it's it's pretty hard um, I mean do you think that would change
1: their attitude if they knew
0: for sure I mean they think it's just, we're just floating around on these big old clunks of foam and I know paddling
1: with ease but
0: it's a lot harder than what it looks like
1: I guess do you defend the sport to a lot of your friends and, and people or do you just kinda laugh?
0: Yeah, I kinda laugh. I mean I'm having fun either way, so I don't really care. But you know, if they want to short pour or whatever they wanna do, they can do whatever they want, but I'm just gonna have fun stand up paddling and longboarding and shortboarding. Just doing it all. Yeah. Try to be open minded.
1: Yeah. Just pick the best day for the best board for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that makes you have more fun. So the next next big topic here is kind of goes into an idea around technology. And that is technology was really, became prolific in our lives over the last 10 to 15 years. And so someone like me, I'm 35 years old, I'm a digital immigrant, which means that Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up with it. Folks like my kids, And you, you're kind of, uh, Fisher, you're kind of like the oldest digital native, but you you guys Mm -hmm. have grown up with technology in a different way than I've grew up with technology, so we relate to it a little bit differently. And I think Mm -hmm. the same can be said, I might be extrapolating a little bit much here, but I think the same can be said for subsurfing, and that is it wasn't an option. Even if someone my age was the earliest possible adapter. I would have started the sport at 25. And at 25, Mm -hmm. it's a different part of your life and you don't learn in the same way. You started the sport at 15. Mm -hmm. Given that, and how quickly you were able to pick up the sport and and guys your age, guys like Mo and whatnot, what do you think the progression is going to be? How how much more, you're you're really the first generation of guys that got to start the sport at a young age. Where, Where do you see it going? As you're, you know, in 10 years, guys who are having kids are getting them into stand-up at five years old or like Mo or Kyleni's little brothers. Um, mm-hmm. where, where do you see the sport being able to go with, with the younger generation being able to do it from, from such a young age?
0: Well, we're always together, like me, Mo, and Giorgio, and a lot of the other guys on the tour, and we're always pushing each other. We're always trying to surf harder than the other guy. So I mean, I what do you know, think
1: uh, what do you think a stand up paddle surfing video a paddle enhance I call it paddle enhanced surfing because I think that that's kind of what it is if you're doing it right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree with that, but what do you think a, a paddle enhanced surfing video looks like in ten years?
0: Probably doing most of the moves you would be doing on a shortboard for sure um, I'm going see I'm going be seeing a lot more guys doing. Errors and you know variations of errors and I you don't know getting
1: higher. Uh, and what about the the board's gear? How much farther can that go? You think people are going to be able to paddle much lower volumes than what you're paddling right now? I don't think so. I mean, we're pretty much at the limit. You
0: think? If so? you go any smaller, it's just going to be kind of useless. Have I know you-, you want to have an, enough foam on your feet where you can you know paddle into waves comfortably.
1: Have you tried to go much smaller? Have you tried, say, like a 55-liter board to see what that's like?
0: Not really. I mean, I tried to paddle on one of my short boards, and that didn't work.
1: But,
0: um, yeah, I don't think you can go any smaller than what we're riding
1: right now. I don't think it would be as much fun. Do you think that that can be the norm for stand-up paddle surfers, or do you think that it's always going to be just a very small group of people paddling on that size board? Um, I
0: don't know. I mean, as long as you don't rush yourself into, you know, riding the as smallest as board as you can, you just kind of work your way down, and and yeah,
1: yeah, that that's a huge mistake. If anyone were to go out and buy a a board equal weight as their first stand-up board, you probably wouldn't do the sport more than a couple weeks. You'd probably be over it pretty quick.
0: Yeah, it can get frustrating.
1: Yeah, did for it, sure. Did it frustrate you at the beginning?
0: Yeah, I was just like, I don't know, what am I doing riding this? I can't even stand on it. I could be, you know, cruising into waves on my nine-foot board. But um, and I would just kind of practice and practice, you know, just kind of a process of getting used to it. Do you ever paddle your longboards? Yes, I do. Actually, this one contest that we had in Wrightsville uh, a few months back, they had a, a longboard division as well as shortboard pro. And um, I didn't really have a legitimate longboard sup. I just kind of had this. barge, tank, whatever you want to call it. So I was like, I've stood up on my regular longboard before, so why not stand up, it? I used that in the contest and that worked pretty good for me. (laughs) How'd
1: you do in that contest?
0: I got second to uh, Colin McPhillips and he was uh, shredding
1: on his longboard as well. Yeah, I think he told me about that one. (laughs) That's awesome. He told me he rode that same board in the shortboard event and got yeah. close to the finals or something like that. Yeah, I actually rode it as well. It turned crazy. Yeah, he said that's his um, Colin Milford's raw tail. So it's the same tail as his stand-up shortboards. He just put a longboard nose on it. hmm Yeah, that's, that's cool. I like that because you know you can nose ride and then
0: if you want, you can just step back to the tail and just crank out a turn.
1: Yeah, it's super fun. we got to get you down to Costa Rica at some point and come surf down here with us. That'd be really fun. Maybe one of the trips when Colin comes down. Yeah, I'd love to surf that wave. Looks fun. It'd be really cool. Well, do you have any closing thoughts, man? This has been epic. I think that this has been a window into a new generation of stand-up. And you're the first guy on the show who you know, was into stand-up at 15 years old. I think everyone else was in their 20s by the time. Mm-hmm they got into stand-up and, and the way you approach it's a little bit different so i really appreciate you sharing that viewpoint with us do you have any thoughts closing thoughts
0: i guess just to all the groms out there i don't know if anybody's making fun of you for writing a stand-up just have fun with whatever you're doing and i don't know just do whatever you feel like is on.
1: Right on. Fisher Grant, thank you very much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. And hopefully I will see you down here one day hanging out. Yeah, for sure, I will.